Tree Talks podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast was recorded, the Wadawurrung people, and recognize their continuing connection to the land and the waterways. From October the 6th to October the 9th, Victoria Tree Industry Organization helps support women in arboriculture weekend at Pax Hill Scout Camp in Ballarat. It was a free weekend um, of training for women currently working in the arb industry or interested in exploring opportunities um, within the field and allied industries. You'll listen to random workshops, chats. Um, It may not make any sense, but it's just a snippet of what went on. I hope you enjoy. It is 6am. Dark. Sun's just peeking through. Nobody around. Bit of traffic. And I am heading west towards Ballarat. One hour and 15 minutes later on a quiet road. Arrived at Ballarat, Pax Hill Scout Camp, and there are ropes all over trees and VTIO banners. I've made it just in time for breakfast. The most famous trees in the United Kingdom is the major oak. What forest would you find the major oak in? Common name, botanical name. Oh. Ready. Okay. Uh, question one. Acer is the genus of trees commonly known by what name? The maples. That is the maples. Linden trees are commonly referred to as lime trees. Yes, and the oldest, and some of it's Australian and some of it's international. Okay, so what is the oldest living tree in the world. If you can give me its common name, that's great. If you can give me its botanical name, that is great. If you can just give me its colloquial name, that would be fine. Any of those three answers is okay. The oldest in the lorex. I am the lorex. I speak for the trees. Be silent and listen to me. What is the name of the trees in the lorex? It is 11.43. I arrived at 730 and as soon as I arrived, we had breakfast and breakfast trivia and had a talk on arboriculture and ecology and currently uh, learning about planting trees. Um, it's pretty cold, but the sun's starting to shine up and I'm um, thoroughly enjoying it so far. Form this network. Together it's called mycelium. Okay, so so th- that's what's going on, and we can just see that lovely little. Yeah, it totally looks I like totally a. Totally, I've seen it before, and thought they were spiders. Yeah, yeah. Sp- spider, absolutely, spider webs, or often, um, sometimes you might see them in bags of potting mix, and they kind of look like tree roots. And it's like, why are there tree roots here? This is this is um um fungal hierarchy. So just here, even though it looks a bit gross, we've got like a little mushroom just here. So this is the flowering or the fruiting body 
of this particle, right? And that's going to release fun. Is that all Yeah, absolutely. And so what I'm going to... Yeah, you can see that you can see the decay horizon. And I can tell you straight up, this particular fun... But I'm just standing here. And so, yeah, just your names, where you come from. Um, how did you know about this? What have you... What have you learnt here? What have you done here? And if you forget any of those questions, that's okay. Um, my name's Ronya, and I found out about this because my dad's an arborist and mum was interested in it, and so she brought me down. Oh, um, my name's Helena Shaw, and um, I also found out about it from Vibka. She sent me like a little poster thingy of what it was about and I thought well this might be pretty interesting so we'll come along. Um, for your dad as an arborist have you been on site and worked with your dad or seen the kind of stuff that arborists do? Yes I have. <laughs> Normally I just get pulled up and swung in the tree but yeah I've seen. You understand? And and you've seen arborists at work? Uh, yeah a couple of times. Yeah? When I was younger though. <laughs> and um, Coming to this workshop, is it because this is something you think, oh, this is something I could get involved in in the future? Or you just kind of like, it's cool to be around trees, I'll be, I want to go to this weekend? Um, well, mum suggested it, and so I was like, oh, yeah, it sounds good. And I don't really have an idea of what I want to do when I finish school. Yeah. So, um, just broadening my options and stuff. Pretty much. Just same? <laughs> the same. And um, you were here on Friday night? Yes. Yeah. And so um, what was kind of be like Friday, Saturday, and this is big Sunday, uh, highlights? Um, I reckon yesterday's was the tree climbing. Yeah. Um, also probably today was the tree climbing. <laughs> yeah. um, and Friday, we, we got here like, did we have the physio talk? Oh, yeah, we had the physio talk. That was good. That was, yeah, that was, well, I learned a lot in that actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. And with the climbing, you you wasn't pulled up? You had to do it yourself? Yeah, we had to do it ourselves, yeah. Oh, first time working for it. Then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, the climbing was really good. Like, you had to learn how to do swings and then how to reach your mark as well. Before. Yeah. So that was really good. Were you scared? Um, when it was, like, the first time and you were, like, jumping from, like, one to another, I was like, oh, what? Like, what if I do something wrong? But... I don't know. Kind of get used to it. Um, it was pretty good. I don't know. I, I liked being up there. Kind of felt comfy, so it didn't really bother me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see um, many women? Like, is it a, like the shock coming here to see um, a camp full of women arborists and a mixture of people? Not really. Um, Are you from Victoria? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it is good though, like seeing that there's so many more women in other culture, like, and I hope it increases just because yeah. it is a very good industry to be in. So. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I I haven't because like I haven't been to many of tree climbing things or anything, so I don't I haven't really seen many women in them, but it's been pretty good. Would you like to come again? Yeah, it would be it would be good to yes, come again. Definitely. Yeah. And um, do you think you would have come if it was a mixed men and women? Yes. Yeah? Yes, yeah. I think it's good either way. Like, you learn different things from different people and being able to just, like, see how, like, men do it differently to how women do it differently 
would also benefit Music. you as well. So, yeah. 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 Um, anything else you'd like to add that wasn't asked? It doesn't matter what age you are, you should come down and do it because it's really good. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'll try not to say anything that I think I probably shouldn't. <laughs> That's all right. But we, if we could just start with your name and okay. um, a little bit about yourself. Sure. My name is Vicky Aikman. I am a consulting arborist. Um, we moved out to Jembrook about four months ago. Um, I grew up in, I was in Bathurst for about the six, for six years of my life and we lived out on a, um, a school campus in Bathurst. Oh, cool. And so it was actually, my first five, six years was actually a, a really kind of wild existence. Um, as soon as I could kind of climb the back fence, I would meet up with another kid whose um, parents were teachers at the school and we would just go off exploring this whole property and there were things like dams and pools and various other things and there were and there were no fences you know so nothing of nobody worried about any of that and we just roamed around exploring the school campus but because we're in Bathurst the school campus was actually part farm and part campus and so there were cattle and sheep and chickens and pigs and um, a dairy and all of those sorts of things and I recall that the only place I wasn't allowed to go was in with the pigs. So I've, even from a kind of an early age, I kind of appreciated that that was dangerous, but virtually everything else was <clears throat> up for grabs. And so we sort of climbed to the top of, you know, um, sheds full of hay bales and all sorts of things. So that was really fantastic. And then, then we moved to Melbourne because my dad got a job down in Melbourne. Um, and then I probably had sort of a very typical suburban existence thereafter um, but I was a very keen horse rider so I used to get out um, in, you know out of Melbourne sort of every weekend and I've just always been the sort of person who's really enjoyed the natural mm. environment and walking and um, you know and been interested and curious about what's around me and that kind of thing um, and then I kind of got I think I probably got channeled into sort of going to uni and you know into sort of taking sort of office working in an office type environment what subject did you do at uni so I actually studied history and politics oh yeah yeah <laughs> okay I did an arts degree because you know I guess back in the mid 80s you know if you didn't know what else you wanted to do and you were a woman I mean you were directed into an arts degree right because mm. you know then you could do a dip head and become a teacher um you know which was another sort of very typical uh occupation you got sort of drafted into and it never occurred to me at that point in my life that there was an opportunity to pursue a trade or to work in a green industry or any of those sorts of things it was just not discussed at all mm. back in back in Australia in the 1980s you know uh, we talked about equality but what that meant was being um, a secretary a nurse or a mm. or a teacher mm. kind of thing or if you were really clever maybe a doctor or a lawyer or something like that so they I think women back in those times just weren't 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 exposed to a range of occupations. You know, it's that whole sort of if you can't see it, you can't be it yeah. kind of thing. But but also no one kind of thought <clears throat> more broadly. You know, um, you know we were encouraged to be indoors and clean and safe. So um, so then when I had kids, I was still working in an office environment. I was actually working at the University of Melbourne where I was a 
um, a school manager. I'd been a school manager in the School of Earth Sciences um, and later in the School of Languages. And when I had my kids, I just wanted to work more flexibly and I was kind of, I don't know, I sort of felt like I'd done all I wanted to do in that environment. And so um, I'd always been interested in gardens, even from the time I was quite young. You know, I would find seed. Um, I would actually find weed tree for seed because I didn't know it was a weed tree. And I would um, <clears throat> I would plant it and grow it on in little pots and things like that. Um, and then when my mother was concerned that she'd have a whole forest to manage in the back garden, she actually started selling my trees <laughs> and that kind of thing. And um, I think the most I ever got paid for one was like $10, which I thought was a complete fortune at the time. I think I was about sort of, you know, 10 or 11 um, <clears throat> but then I, you know, as you do when you're a teenager, you have, you develop other interests. But I was kind of always interested, always loved growing things, always liked looking after plants. And um, I guess, you know, I had that interest. And then I thought, oh, you know, my kids are young, but I could do horticulture in the evenings, um, you know, a couple of nights a week. And I sort of thought, well, I don't really know where it'll take me. You know, I know that there are a lot of people who take on horticulture and then perhaps don't pursue it, but I just sort of thought, oh, I don't know, maybe I'll design gardens or something like that. So I just, I just kind of did it, and um, <clears throat> and I guess being exposed to other people who are already running their own businesses, I thought, oh, hang on, I could hang out my own shingle, you know, because the jobs in horticulture were not particularly good or particularly well paid or anything like that. But if I hang out hang up my own shingle and run my own business then I can kind of work flexibly around kids and I can take on the work yeah. I like and I can work where I like and um, you know and I don't have to justify to people that you know I'm not turning up today because I have a sick child and mm. all those sorts of things that happen when you're in a large organisation. Um, so <clears throat> I I got my horticultural qualification, the Cert 3 hung out my shingle and just basically took on sort of maintenance clients initially and then um, I also pursued a certificate for in landscape design so I could actually sort of pursue the garden design a bit more as well um, and that meant that I started designing and constructing gardens as well as maintaining them um, and I have done that for sort of well, a bit over 10 years and, and I sort of sat there and thought I've really got to th think about my future because you know I'm in my my late 40s and that kind of thing and um you know the old the old chassis won't hold up forever so um that's and I was actually doing some work as a subcontractor for a guy who was a commercial landscaper and I would be helping him prepare a lot of his tenders because having had a background in um you know managing budgets and money and that kind of thing back at the uni meant that I had transferable skills around being able to sort of look at tenders and prepare yeah. tenders and all of those sorts of things and what I started to notice was there were a lot of line items for um, a Cert 5 arborist to come and inspect the trees and help with the tree care and formative pruning and all of those sorts of things and I sat there and thought well that sounds much easier going forward than you know <clears throat> doing plants plan outs of hundreds of trees and things like that so I will I will look into that and I found that it was possible on account of the previous qualifications I had to be able to transfer um, you know be be accepted into the cert 5 um, and so I began that and 
um, you know, I, I've got my my certificate completed and I just kind of, for a little while there, ran both businesses sort of side by side while the consulting side sort of picked up and that kind of thing. And um, it's probably taken me a few years, but I've kind of dropped the whole uh, landscaping side and now I just do consulting up uh, boriculture. Do you find that landscaping touches into your work that you do though? You oh, use... yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, because I think, I think what I didn't understand was I always thought that arborists had to be able to climb and cut trees. I didn't realise that there were so many other roles within the industry and that kind of thing and that you can actually sort of make things work flexibly for you and that kind of thing. And what I now find as a senior person is that um, unlike landscaping, I can be a consulting arborist and I can have a standalone show. I don't have to worry about managing other people. I don't have to worry about vehicles or depots or equipment and all of those other other things. Um, my clients are quite different as well. I, you know, I tend to either be working for people who are doing developments and so it's a more kind of professional business kind of relationship. You know, when you sort of do a lot of work for people in residential, uh, you know, residential sort of garden making, um, you, you kind of get a mixed bag of people. You get some entitled people and you get people who can't make decisions mm. and you know um yeah it's just more difficult whereas I think sort of it's a it's a more straightforward transaction and um I've been able to organize myself with my consulting arboriculture that uh, I will have <clears throat> sort of a schedule of fees and I send them a document and they agree and they pay me a deposit and they pay me at the end um and it's all really straightforward and I sort of see this as a semi you know I can be kind of semi-retired you know semi-retired and I can just do the stuff that I want to do work for the people I want to work for yeah and those sorts of things so yeah yeah Yeah. was it easy to organize uh, look, you'd have to speak to Maria about that because I literally just turned up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for you, yeah. really good. Yeah, it was, yeah it's, it's been great. I, 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 t- I turned up. I talked about stuff I knew about. People were like, that is so cool. I was like, it's just trees. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was more than I expected. I yeah. haven't event managed before. Like, I've never event planned anything. Um, but it was really, it was a learning process in itself. But it was really cool to see it all come together. It was definitely very rewarding. So who started it? Shane's, uh, well, actually, Sam started it last year. Yeah. So Sam ran the one last year. Um, and then Sam and I, Sam did more of the practical side for this year. So I did all the, like, catering, um, T-shirts, that kind of stuff this year. Yeah. But Shane's, cool event, event management. Mm, event yeah. management, really. But Shane's the one who's been funding it and pushing it. So it's been really good from that side, too. Because he's the VTAC president. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So... He's funding the whole event. For uh, is the plan to have this in every state? Is that the dream? Is that the what, expectation? Oh, I mean, it would be amazing, but yeah. it's not something. I think oh, not for you yeah. to organise, but yeah, well, yeah. no, but like, yeah, it'd be cool to have, but I don't think VTRO has that swing on. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But if other states are listening, like um, Veronica was saying, she'd like mm. something in Perth, and absolutely, yeah, like they had something like this in Canberra a few months ago, yeah, like. And then I think as women, it would be so good to to, to kind of like organize something that helps like a 
how to go about like mm. how you run it the event checklist mm. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. obviously yes. yeah. 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 yeah so then just be like not everyone has to struggle each time and we can just keep yes. improving it each mm. Um, I, think, I think it's been fantastic that we've had people from interstate because, you know, if you get to experience it firsthand, mm. you then potentially can take it back to, you know, whoever you have in your network back in your home state and then be able to go, they've done it in Victoria, you know. Yeah. Why, why not? Yeah, thing, yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. yeah, for sure. So, let's see. Recording device, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, the name and... Um, where you grew up, where you live, and what you do. Little, in, little intro. <laughs> We've got plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, my name is Beck James. I grew up in Tassie. Uh, I studied land and natural resource management at, uh, at UTAS. Came to Melbourne, did a bit of horticulture, met some amazing arborists in New Zealand, found out that it was a job came back and qualified as an arborist and that was about 20 years ago and mm. um, I've been working in practical and consulting arboriculture during that time and in the last three years I've become an educator. And that's in Victoria now or Taz? In Taz, yeah. Oh, kept it in Taz. Yeah, kept it kept it in Taz, although the RTO that I work for do Cert 3 and Cert 5 training Australia-wide. Yeah. Cool. Uh, my name's Maria. Um, I have a background of being a consulting arborist and I've always been Victorian-based. Um, so I did an undergrad in botany and then went into do a postgrad in arboriculture and now I've recently gone into bushfire management and that's really helped me go into ecology as well. So I'm a um, ecologist slash bushfire consultant um, so I'm really hoping to incorporate my background as a consulting arborist into that now. So it's been really exciting kind of combining the two. I was going to say that. <laughs> Highlights, low light. <laughs> What's everyone thinking? The root thing yeah. is definitely, oh, yeah. The root thing? Yeah. That's a classic oh, the Aussie saying. <laughs> <laughs> the lectures and stuff were like awesome. Yeah. Very informative. Learning about yeah. different mulches and the soil presentation was good too. Yeah. Tree ID walk. Mm. Climbing with amazing climbers. Yeah. I think one the enthusiasm that everyone yeah. presented yeah. as well was just, yeah. It's infectious. It's great. A lot of energy. A lot of energy. Can I have um, names and... Uh, where you were kind of like what's what um, does that make sense yeah I'm, I obviously edit a lot of my, my voice job yeah, <laughs> job, yeah. Uh, my name is Keely and I am an arborist apprentice oh and what state in Queensland Brisbane hi I'm Mia I'm an environmental arborist in Sydney for active I'm Chloe I work for Marinda uh, as a trainee arborist I'm Veronica, I'm from Perth. I work for a company called Arbor Centre and I'm a trainee consultant arborist. I'm Emma, I'm from Geelong. I'm a trainee arborist and I work for Tree Division. Hi, I'm Maria. I'm an ecologist slash bushfire consultant. Hi, I'm Vicky. I'm a consulting arborist and I'm self-employed. I'm Tyler. I work in Canberra. I'm an arborist. Uh, I'm Nicola. I'm a trainee arborist for Reynolds Tree Care in Melbourne. I'm Beck. I'm an arboricultural educator based in Tassie. <laughs> oh, oh, too much pressure. <laughs> well, do we have to say it out loud? Yeah, no, your head. I'm not the only person that was confused. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, just verbally, yeah, into the. What was the question again? Name? Samantha Berkshire. Uh, where, where do you live? Uh, currently in Geelong. <laughs> I love this. Too. And what do you do? 
I climb trees. Alana <laughs> <laughs> uh, Murray, Melbourne and Arborist. Isabel Watson, Melbourne, Arborist. Stephanie Dreifout. <laughs> um, shy. Bay of, yes, Shy. Bay of Plenty, New Zealand and Arborist. Chrissy Spence, New Zealand. I'm just a lifestylist. <laughs> yeah, no. So I just have to talk. <laughs> I'd just say your name as well then, school, because I don't know where the things are agitated and stuff. Uh, Yeah, Chrissy Spence from New Zealand. Um, Samantha um, invited me back in April. She, I left. She gave me a message to say, "Can you come over and help?" And I was a bit like, um, had a proud moment because I thought, "Wow, I'm an old school person. I've been, you know, haven't been in the scene for quite a while now. So to be actually thought of, sort of." I thought, yeah, cool, if you still want me around, that'll be awesome. So, yeah, Samantha invited me over, and um, it's been a cool weekend of meeting people who are just getting into the industry, who are keen, and they've just been all friendly and nice. It's been, yeah, really cool. Did you know Samantha through climbing comps? Is that a really... I think I met her at the last Red Bull climbing comp. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't much like, you know, what climbing comps are like. It's just... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was, yeah, the last time I talked to you. Does New Zealand have anything like this? No, which is a bit like, it's a much smaller country, which would make it easier for them to do it. Yeah. But Kiwis to travel more than two hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's like in Lazy. the UK. Yeah. 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 Um, do, do you think this is the difference when you have a women's camp? Like, do, do you think it, it's needed? Do you think it was... Um, I... I think it's nice because it was good just to, everyone just felt open and easy. Like, there didn't feel like anyone, like you could just talk to anyone mm. about anything. And you could almost see, um, we had a person come through and teach us about stretches and stuff and how to look after ourselves and talk about our female bodies and what we have to look after. And I thought that was really cool because she could go in depth and there was no awkwardness in the room because mm. we all suffer from that problem of getting our cycles and yeah. working and yeah, looking after ourselves. So yeah, and it was just cool, just all the questions that were getting fired. Mm. And you said you're not in, um, climbing anymore, but you're still in the industry? No. No. <laughs> but it was nice to come back to this? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to find another job, but yeah, I d- um, yeah, I call myself a retired arborist. Yeah, I just do it every now and then, but not full time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my name's Isabel Watson from, and I'm from England. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm um, currently living in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, I've just signed up to a two-year sponsorship um, to start working towards my permanent residency. But yeah, originally from, from the UK. And um, you did ab work in the UK? Yes, I trained over there. I did two years um, in college and got my uh, extended level three diploma in arboriculture and forestry. Yeah? Yeah. And then you came straight to Australia with that? No, I climbed or worked in the UK for three years. um, And then uh, it was a bit of an impulse trip, really, but came over to Australia and... Uh, so that was back in 2020 um, and joined up with McLeod Trees, um, who are based in Melbourne. Did, did a, a good 10 months of work with them, 
uh, and then went home because it was COVID at the time. Oh, and yeah. then I, I was back in England for two years. And then I got back here last November so in 2022. Do you see a difference in the work from the UK to Australia? Oh, massive difference. I mean, the trees here are way bigger. Um, obviously, you've got all your eucalyptus here, so you've got your smooth barks. Um, widespread, taller. It's a, it's a completely different style of climbing out here. Um, much women uh, camps and stuff in the UK? Or? Oh, there, there's, a, there's a few. I'd say, actually, the, um, there's actually more of a female community out here that yeah, right. I've been part of anyway. Um, there's a, a few really good women in the UK. Names like, you know, uh, Josephine Hedger, Katie Kerwin, um, who are famous as well in the, in the competition world. Um, so there, there is a, a good community, but I think the, yeah, the community of female arborists in Australia is growing. Um, and this weekend, have you been more involved in the climbing or the workshops as well? Uh, I've been, I was kind of dragged into teaching because I've been doing this for seven years now. Um, and I think it was a really good turnout of people that turned up. Um, so they were kind of short of people to show things. So I've been helping the, uh, the newcomers, um, learn basic climbing. How have you found teaching? Oh, I, I really enjoy it. Um, it, it depends on the student. But everyone here has been really enthusiastic, so it's been it's actually been a pleasure. Um, but I really like passing on knowledge and then watching someone utilise that knowledge and actually get into a tree and, like, yeah, no, they, they suddenly know how to move around and you can see it click with them. And it's just, it's really satisfying being, being able to share that with someone. Did you have um, female uh, teachers while you were learning within the seven years? Or? no. No, it was it was ages until so Alana, who also works at McLeod's, she she just came fourth um, in the in the worlds for the competition. Um, she was the first female I actually worked with yeah, right. in our bowel culture, and that was three years ago, nearly four years ago now. Sorry, um, so I I didn't have a lot to do with with other women in this industry until I came to Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you think it made a difference when you when you started working with other females and then like coming here and then noticing th- certain things? Do you reflect back on your time learning? Uh, I kind of, I actually prefer, so just recently I worked as part of a full female crew um, because there was a tree crew from Queensland who have oh, been touring. She trees. Yeah, she yeah. trees, exactly. They've been touring Australia um, and they came down for three weeks. Unfortunately, I was here only for a week of that. But there were uh, there, was, there was those two, Alana me and our apprentice at McLeod. So there were five women on site, and I actually found the atmosphere just to be so much better. Everyone just got on with their jobs. Mm. There was no um, there was no competition, and no um, like egos or anything. Everyone just just got on with it. Yeah. It was actually it was actually the best crew I've been part of. It was really efficient. Everyone's really encouraging. No one was judging. It was just, yeah, I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really cool. I think um, you kind of forget when you're in a male-dominated industry, like, what... Because you, you don't see how that could be like, so that's really cool that you could experience that. And, yeah. And see I, that. Don't worry, I, I love working with the boys yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, but I would say I had... Uh, it, you're, you're, it's quite a common thing that women in this industry have quite a rough start. Um I wasn't I wasn't 
bullied as, as per se, but um, I I had not an easy start in the industry. Um, and being a being a woman, you feel like you constantly have to prove yourself. Mm. And even seven years in, I know what I'm doing up a tree, but every time I go to a new company that's, I mean, men or women, I feel like I have to prove myself mm. every single time. And it's it's not a bad thing, but men... And I'm generally speaking here because there are there are some great ones, um, but generally they're they're always kind of challenging against each other. It's, it's always like a competition of who can do the biggest thing, who can lift the heaviest thing, who can um, climb the fastest, and that side of it I don't actually like. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just find I just find the women slightly better than that. It's all it's a lot more sort of friendly. Yeah. I find yeah yeah. So, what, what's happening right now? Uh, we're just having a little bit of a slacklining tutorial slacklining. from uh, resident slackliner Emma. <laughs> 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 uh, and um, just chilling out after a few hours of climbing. How was climbing? Great. It was fun. Yeah. It was exciting to watch others that are very good at climbing. Um, yeah, pretty cool. And then to get up there and have a go. <laughs> and you use the rope runner? Yes. For yeah. the first time? or uh, Not for the first time, but I don't have heaps of experience on it. How's that? Pretty uh, zippy. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down, Sally. Yeah. <laughs> it, it went. <laughs> <laughs> and, and were you ready? Uh, oh, always. But <laughs> I had to either undercommit or overcommit. I couldn't quite get it. <laughs> Um, next workshop is chainsaws. Mm. Are you hoping to get anything from that? Um, maybe to just feel a bit more like comfortable and confident around them, yeah. um, and also just like be reminded of um, I don't know, just not like, to touch the blade. While yeah, he's just going. like general things that you get complacent about, and like I don't know. I feel mm. like it's good to just get drilled into you, like probably every day, but yeah. it doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, coming down from Brizzy, yeah, it's a commitment. Oh, I didn't pay for it, so it was fine. <laughs> That's really good. Thanks, work. <laughs> um, would you have come down if if work didn't pay? Yeah, I was originally going to pay for it, and then I just told my boss like last minute, uh, can I have the day off on Monday? And he's like, oh yeah, send me the uh, tax invoice. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna do you think um, you'd like to do something like this up in Queensland? Yeah, I reckon it would be really good. Because um, I don't actually know how many people, like how many women are in the industry there. Like I know of a couple names in the industry, like from the competitions, but it would be nice to see how many women are actually around in Brisbane. Yeah. Um... You were able to win a prize for this weekend. What was? What did you have to do to win a prize, and what was the prize? I had to guess the height of a tree. Yeah. And I guessed it. I guess closest to everyone else, and I won an amazing tree identified book. Is this the first um, women's camp you've been to? Yes. First one. Was you scared coming to it? Or no, I was actually super excited. Yeah. Yeah. I was really excited and I couldn't wait. 
and um, it's been just amazing. Mind-blowing, inspirational, just wonderful. Any favourite part? I don't know. I feel like every part, it was really well planned and all of the theory that we did, just even the interacting, meeting all the all the different women with all the different stories. It's just really inspirational. The climbing for me was the one that was, um, I guess, the biggest stepping out of my comfort zone and learning because I don't get to climb myself. I don't have my own gear yet, but um, that was amazing just to get the patience and the guidance and just do things and suddenly just clicks and, yeah, that was really, yeah, the best thing. What do you think you'll do after this weekend? Any thoughts or... What will I do? Are you going to tell anybody about it or... Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. I will um, I will share at work all the experiences. I mean, there is, um, as, a, as an arborist, there is no female arborists in our team. But um, the, um, my manager and my colleagues were really supportive and they even, like my workplace even paid for the flight. So they were really excited about this event. And um, other female colleagues from Melbourne came out. And um, so, yeah, definitely I will bring it up in the next meeting. There's a, a group of women that gets together from my workplace. So I will tell them so they can come next time yeah. and participate and just get that experience. Because I find something that you also don't get usually is like the, the networking and the interacting across the states and the different experiences. And everyone just comes from so many different backgrounds. And and um, yeah just has so much to contribute it's really valuable yeah so yeah absolutely i would tell everyone <laughs> <laughs> and maybe help with the next one yeah if i can sure totally cool. i want to go to a climbing competition as well just yeah. to because there's a lot of learning you can do also by observing how everybody because everyone does it differently yeah and I guess what I got out of the climbing as well is, because I learned all my climbing from, from male climbers, and it is a bit of a different approach that they have, and getting that female input of how you can do things differently, our physiology is different, and it was just, yeah. Yeah. That was great. Awesome. An inertia brake. So if you don't have your wrist in front of the chain brake and it kicks back, the inertia of that moving will actually activate the chain brakes. So it's considered a separate... Uh, safety feature. We have the wide flat back of the handle. If you throw a chain and it wraps around, it'll catch you there. And rather than ripping your knuckles off, you also have the chain catcher oh. on the underside of the dog. So you were close saying that dogs are a safety feature, but it's actually the chain brake that's close to there. Um, some may consider the side cover a safety feature because strangers haven't always had full cover side covers. Um, if you look at really ancient saws, it just had the bolts holding the bar on, and if the chain did come off, it would fuck off sideways, possibly add someone. So you can consider that um, a safety feature. You have the trigger lockout, so you can't pull the trigger unless you're putting your hand all over it, and then the stop button. Really, if you're taking the chain off or doing any kind of maintenance, just feel that edge. It is real sharp, just quickly. Right? Good for I'd like to know how um organizing and things went for you and how you feel the weekend's been going um like when i bugged shane about helping me do a women's climbing workshop um you know a year and a bit ago i never thought it would be you know what it what it's been and i've 
ludicrously thankful for all the help that I've gotten, all the people that have come down to, to help run this and get it, um, get it going and whatnot. It's bigger than I ever thought it would be. Um, and people, the, the, just the sheer fact that we, the attendees are coming and they're loving it, they're having a really great time mm. and they're getting a lot of value out of it means the world to me. Um, that's all I ever wanted was to provide something for people, help people. Um, and, you know, that, I feel like that's, that's what we've done. Have you been able to enjoy yourself or has it been stressful with organising and making things uh, run on time? It's not been super stressful. Um, there's definitely a couple of points where it's like, I'd like to go chat, but I really should get this done. Mm. Otherwise, it's not going to get done. Or, you know, helping out. Um, I don't want to be that person that um, just rushes off. They're like, oh, thanks for, um, for everyone else doing things. I'm just going to go enjoy myself. Um, so there's obviously like a little bit, but we're doing it for the attendees. We're doing it to, to cre- create and provide something for them. Um, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really good. It is 5.44. And I have jumped into the car. I am exhausted just from one day of adventure, workshops, talks, chatting to people. Um, It's just been really exciting, networking, really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, looking forward to the next one. And hopefully each state will also... um, want to do some women's camps and yeah we'll work to learn some more a special thanks to all the organizers and the volunteers that helped make this weekend possible also to vtio victorian tree industry organization and all the generous sponsors that help ensure this was an amazing weekend 